You're listening to InsuranceRadio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at InsuranceRadio.com. This podcast was brought to you by AD Banker & Company, specialists in licensing your office staff for property and casualty or life and health since 1979. Licensing webinar classes now available so your staff can study and learn at home or right there in your office. For more information, go to adbanker.com. June Churn is an award-winning district manager with Farmers Insurance. She's an 11-time member of the President's Council, a 22-time member of the Championship and the Toppers Club, and she was awarded District Manager of the Year in Los Angeles in 2010. She is a member of the San Gabriel Valley Chamber of Commerce and the National Association of Professional Women. She grew up in Taiwan and holds a BA from the National Taiwan University and an MA from the Michigan State University. She is fluent in both English and Chinese and lives in Pomona, California. Please welcome June Chern. We are here with uh, June Chern, a uh, district manager in uh, uh, Pomona, California. Welcome to our program, June. Thank you. So, June, um, where did you grow up? I grew up in Taiwan. And uh, how did you uh, get from Taiwan to uh, Pomona, California? Well, actually, after I graduated from National Taiwan University, I came to uh, Michigan further my education. So I had my master's degree at Michigan State University in anthropology. Okay, anthropology. Well, that's an interesting degree. How did you come to choose that? (laughs) Well, in Taiwan, based on your score, they sent you to different uh, uh, school. And National Taiwan University is the number one university in Taiwan. And then I was uh, assigned to Department of Archaeology. And after four years study, I really like it, you know, study human beings. Uh, so I thought I'd come to United States further my study. Well, that's interesting. And then how did you uh, get to Southern California? Did you uh, move right away or did you settle in Michigan and, and work there for a while? Well, I... Uh, From Michigan, during the graduate study, I met my husband. And when he finished his PhD degree in biochemistry, we moved to Portland, Oregon. He was at the Portland, Oregon Medical School doing his postdoctoral training. Uh, And then from there, we moved to City of Hope in California. He was doing research there for one year. Uh, then he was recruited by the Worcester Institute uh, Cancer Research Center in Philadelphia. Uh, so he was a scientist there for a few years until he uh, had the cancer and passed away uh, back in eight, 1987. Yes. And uh, that uh, did you have insurance at that time? Is that where... You began, did insurance kind of come into your life at that point? Mm, Not really, because I actually was a stay-at-home mom, a piano teacher, a language school uh, teacher, because I speak Chinese. So when my kids are little, I was a stay-at-home mother. But 
when my husband was diagnosed with cancer, I got worried. I better go find a job in case something happened. And back then, uh, Wyatt International, a pharmaceutical company, is looking for a bilingual Chinese secretary. And somebody told me about the opportunity. Uh, I don't do shorthand. I type slowly, but they test my language skill. And I guess my translation uh, was the best. And then my husband, a scientist, can back me up on the terminology. That's why I was offered the position. Yes. And then uh, how did you come about to get in the insurance business? Well, I was at Wyeth for six years, uh, started as a bilingual Chinese secretary, uh, but whatever, it's my first job in the United States, so I didn't know how to negotiate. I just take whatever uh, they offer and listen to whatever they promise and took the job. But after I got in, I realized uh, when they said, that, well, if you do well in three months, we'll give you an 8% increase. After three months, yeah, the review was very good, but the excuse was the company is not doing well. So instead of eight, we can only give you four. So after a while, I was thinking I was hired as a secretary, but my first job assignment is translation of penicillin technology from English to Chinese. And I translate their whole China project because they want to go to uh, China to uh, build an infant powder plant. And I love the work I am doing because none of them read Chinese, but I don't like the pay. <laughs> so I was there uh, fighting, arguing all the time. But in a big corporation, I do have chance to get promoted every year. So from uh, bilingual secretary to proofreader, to supervisor, to assistant manager. I was moving up every year, but salary never catch up with the title. So I was not happy and complained a lot. And I have a sister in California, a farmer's agent, kept listening to my complaint and told me why you are wasting your time. Why don't you do insurance? So I used my vacation, came over, watch her for a few days. And for me, insurance, you are there, educate the customers why they need out of the home, the business, life, health, insurance. And you are there to help them when they have problems like a car accident, pipe burst, something happened. You don't handle the claims, but you are there to smooth the process. So by looking at her, uh, her, I was thinking, I can do this too, right? So I went home, I resigned, but they wouldn't let me go. I have to hire a replacement. And guess what I found out? They pay that person $15,000 more than they pay me. That's when I said, the, 
goodbye. I don't want to work for a company like that. And I even consulted attorney. They told me you do have a case, but it's a big corporation. It's a long process. Do you have time to fight? So I decided no. Uh, I'm moving, <laughs> and luckily I sold the house uh, in a short period of time,、mm -hmm. and I moved to California. Now you were,、uh, as I understand it, a quite a successful agent、uh, here in Southern California, and established yourself with an agency. How many how many employees did you have、uh, back and work up to when you had your agency? Toward the end, I have five full time and two part time employees helping me. Yeah, and how is? Tell me about uh, uh, your decision to make that transition from an agent, a successful agent at that, to becoming a district manager, which was a whole new venture for you.、Mm -hmm. Well, I received a letter from farmers asked me to go for training, and I wasn't sure because I was doing very well, and a lot of people trust me with everything from personal auto home. To business insurance, to group health insurance. So I wasn't sure. So I showed the letter to my district manager. I said, "I received this letter. What do you think?" And he said, "June, it's too time-consuming." So he tried to discourage me. And when he discouraged me, I was thinking, "I want to find out what is the role of a district manager."、Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, you've got to the point where, of course, now you're you were not only an award-winning agent, but you're an award-winning district manager. How many agents do you have in your、uh, that you're responsible for in your district now? I started with nineteen that I inherited, and now I have、uh, full-time and career forty-two agents, and I have some reserve agent that working toward their career program. Yeah. It's、uh, what do you look for when you're out looking for a candidate to to join your agency, and、uh, what do you think is a is a good fit for someone who would be successful in the business? Well, I'm looking for somebody had a positive attitude. I'm looking for somebody that、uh, you know not afraid of hard work,、uh, willing to work hard for themselves, not for other people, and I'm looking for. Uh, people that had the discipline, that、uh, will come in early, stay late, just keep on going. Because、uh, I tell them, no matter where you go, every company have problems, but you just need to stay positive and keep on going.、Yeah. What do you think? Maybe is one of the biggest misconceptions about、uh, being in the insurance business.、Uh, You run across that as you speak with people. What they they think it's maybe it's a certain way, but it's really quite not. Well, I always tell people insurance. You are there educate the customers. You're not a salesperson. Nobody look at me like I am a salesperson. They look at me as a trusted advisor. That's、uh, people that I am looking for. That willing to. Help other people,、uh, willing to put in hard work, long hours、uh, to help. What is your?、Uh, what is it that you、uh, love about the the business and the work that you do? Well, you're there helping people and make a pretty good income out of it. 
and that residual income, and there is no cap. Uh, it's unlimited income potential, so it's up to your effort. And unlike you can do very well in a company, there's always a cap. Uh, there uh, won't give you a raise or for whatever reason. But for this, it goes with your effort. And the uh, farmers really uh, give you trophy, give you uh, plaques, give you trips. So you feel good about you get the recognition for your hard work. Juna, where do you do the best thinking and the best time of day to, to think about and plan the things that need to be done in your agency? Sometimes uh, early in the morning after I wake up. Uh, but by end of the day, I will look at my list and see what I didn't accomplish. Then I'll write it down. That's something that I need to do to, to do it tomorrow. So do you have a list uh, that you carry with you in the car or your purse and you can knock these things off? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, not all the time. <laughs> what uh, what individual or person that's, uh, they could be in the insurance business or not, what, what other individual do you admire most when you when you look at uh, other successful people and, and want to emulate and, and, uh, and follow? Well, I always, since insurance is a new thing for me 20 years ago, so I always look up to the successful agents, and I always want to go up, uh, go uh, qualify for the achievement clubs. That's where you find the successful agents. You chat with them, and you learn from them, uh, and you can do you know quicker, faster. Yes, it's uh, what are kind of the personal rules or the personal creed that you live by. Uh, and that you practice in your business? Well, be honest, uh, be persistent. In this line of business, I saw a lot of customers were cheated out. Either they don't know what they are buying or the agent or just give them an application. They don't even have an insurance ID card. So, I mean, when I first started, I was, you know, back then it's not computerized. Everything is paper. And when customer come in, you ask them for documentation, they would give you a copy of the application. And I said, where is your ID card? I never receive it. Uh, really? How come? And then they would say that, well, I had an accident, but my agent helped me out. You know, so you sometimes you wonder. June, you've got a fabulous agency here, and obviously it's successful. Uh, and, and I know you work hard and you work a lot. What do you do when you're not at the office? Well, I uh, I'm a pianist at church, and the other times I probably go out dinner with my friends or my agents or my customers, uh, or I read. You know, the Bible, the different uh, books. Yeah. But most of my time, people say that I'm a workaholic. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> it's uh, what advice did your mother or father give you when you were growing up that you find is still applicable today? Well, I grew up a family of seven kids, and my parents are very strict. You have to be a good student. And I still remember. 
when I was in high school, my father wouldn't let me go for dancing. Uh, and, you know, after school, you will have chauffeur pick me up from school, go straight home. <laughs> so no dancing. And I still remember when we were small, we have mentor, you know, uh, watch us doing the homework after school. And my mother will uh, hire a piano teacher come to the house to teach us piano lessons. So, and another thing I remember from my father is never waste anything. Uh, don't waste any food. Back then, he always think saying that, think about people in China. They don't have enough food to eat. Today is a different story, okay? But back then, it's don't waste any food. And my father always turned off the lights. Uh, we live in a big house, but wherever you go, if nobody in the room, he will turn off the lights. And that still influenced me uh, up to this day. Sounds like those principles will help you to remain solvent for the rest of your days. June, <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure to meet and visit with you. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Oh, hi, you're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.